Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. We're just so honored to do this together. And this morning, I am very excited to share with you uh, what the Lord has been speaking to my heart. And I know that um, just praying about the service, I have a sense that God wants to deal with our hearts today. And it is a good thing that he deals with our hearts. So are you ready to open up your heart? You know, like we can choose to close our hearts or to open up our hearts. And I encourage you to open up your heart today. How many of you want to open your heart today? So as we continue with our 2022 word is every word, you know, that's the theme of the year. Let's, let's say Matthew 4, 4 together. Do you guys remember? People do not live by bread alone. Good job. Now, Mateo 4, 4. And our commitment together, what's our commitment together? Read every word of God together in English. Okay, so I, I, I've been so blessed to be reading the, the Bible through the whole Bible with all of you. And actually what I'm going to share with you was uh, something that the Lord spoke to my heart as I was reading my daily Bible reading. And, you know, I want to just uh, talk about faith, right? And, and, wow, like the last couple of months, I know Hunter shared with me at the beginning that he wanted to start uh, uh, sharing about faith because he felt like we need a new wineskin. Remember? Who remember that? And that he said that God told him that the new wineskin that we need was faith. And, and that this year we needed to have faith that works. And I have a, a little picture, if, I don't know if it's there, the Mario picture. Because this is how I felt at the beginning of the year. <laughs> you know, and everyone that preaching, like, like I thought my faith was, was good. You know, I didn't even give it a thought, like, oh, I'm struggling in my faith. But as I was uh, being preached and taught about faith that works, my faith was not working. You know, I was not going to make it. And so just a quick little review. Hunter um, taught us about, uh, you know, I've heard everyone talking about WASC, right? And, and who remembers? The will of God. And then we what? And then we? And then we? And, and, and through this, we kind of were like, it was revealed to us that we just don't randomly ask whatever. You know, we had to align ourselves to the, the, uh, the will of God. And then, you know, Arja taught us about that we don't need miracles, we need faith. And then um, Caleb taught us about where's our faith, to have our faith in the right uh, thing, to have our faith in him. And then Hunter, like, continued teaching about battling the faith. And so... I'm kind of going to ruin Hunter's Wask, you know, because we're going to add a little bit more. What could we add to Wask? And, and this is kind of like Hunter is all like organized, you know, in his acronym, all of that and all grammatically correct and all of that. And I'm like, well, I, I have a bonus and I feel like your Wask is missing something. <laughs> so I'm going to kind of ruin his Wask because I'm going to add an S. So can we say Wasks? Wasks. 
so I'm kind of conjugating it, making it odd, you know. Huh? It's kind of like our, our, our relationship. Hunter is all straight and put together, and then I come and just add a little bit of nonsense to. But then we're going to do WASC. So why WASC? What is the S? Because I'm going to be teaching you guys and sharing with you about faith speaks. Faith speaks. Say with me, faith speaks. Faith speaks. And that's something that we're going to um, be learning today. And I want us to go to Numbers 21, 4 through 7. So I was reading this in March. I don't know. Do you guys remember Numbers? <laughs> How can you forget Numbers if you're reading through the Bible? Because it's a bunch of numbers that you repeat over and over. And you're like, when is this going to end? But anyways, I was on my way to Mexico talking about um, getting ready for the mission trip. But, you know, speaking of like wasking, let me go back a little bit. Uh, man, our Easter service was powerful. You know, you know that we hosted 271 people. And it's our biggest service we have ever had so far. So it was so powerful. But also like our team that's going to Mexico, the Lord's been providing. And like 60% of our team is already funded. And that is crazy because planning a team, uh, uh, sorry, a trip is so kind of in a shorter term that we've done it before. I was like, this is crazy. This is not going to happen. You know, but then I learned about faith, about aligning myself to the will of God. So anyways, I was reading Numbers 21, 4 through 7. So let's read it and then I'm going to share with you what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. So are we good? Do we have it in your Bible? Don't remember, your, remember your notes are in the app, the Bible app or if you want to. A physical co um, copy of your notes. So Numbers 21, 4 through 7 says, Then the people of Israel set out from Mount Hor, taking the road to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people grew impatient with the long journey, and they began to speak against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness? They complained. There is nothing to eat here and nothing to drink. And we hate this horrible manna. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people and many were bitten and died. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. So there are three things that the Holy Spirit highlighted to me. And the first one is that they grew impatient. Number two, they began speaking against Moses, God and Moses. And number three, they complained. And, and, and the Holy Spirit uh, revealed to me about it. Is it a list sometimes what you do? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes... Sometimes as we are wasking, as we are wasking, seeking and knocking, things are not going like we thought they were going to go. And things are not happening like the way we thought things were going to uh, happen. And then we start growing impatient. We start growing impatient. And then when we grow impatient, we start hosting in our heart, complain, and we start hosting in our heart thoughts against God. And now, let's be honest with our heart today because that's what I told you we were going to go. I know being honest with our heart sometimes can get like 
kind of uncomfortable, but it is necessary if we really want to move forward with faith. Is that we're not going around like God is failing me, saying it. Does it make sense? But we start thinking, well, God blesses that person. God does not bless me. So then God is not generous enough. You know, God loves that person, but God, God does not love me. Or that person is strong, but I'm not strong. God is not. So pretty much we are saying you are not enough. You are not strong enough. You are not good enough. And you do not love me. And that's pretty much hosting feelings and thoughts against God. And then we start complaining, you know, then we start thinking about the people, well, that, they are teaching me wrong in that church and my leader and this person. And we are harboring, festering this. So then as we go with our life, what, we, what comes out of your mind is complain. Oh, this is too hard. I, it's not my personality. God will never provide for me. I'm just going to be poor. I am defeated. I am discouraged. And then when I thought about this poisonous snakes that came and bit them, I thought about James 3.8 that says, But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of daily poison. So what God, the Holy Spirit, was revealing through me this is like, you know, when you speak against God in your heart, when you speak, complain, you know, the snakes that are poisoning you. It's not the snakes that God sends, it's the snakes that I, it's the poison that I'm speaking that is contaminating me. So we have um, the series of unfortunate events. They grew impatient, they spoke against God and Moses, complained. And all of this equals poison, snakes, and death. So words can poison us. Our words can poison us. So how does faith speak? Are you guys ready to move on? How does faith speak? You know, faith speaks starting with our heart. Everything starts with our heart. And I want us to read Luke 6.45. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. You know, the moment we are complaining, the moment we're speaking bad against God and the people around us, you know, when the moment we are speaking discouragement, the moment we're speaking fear, the moment we're speaking defeat, the moment we are speaking all of those things, it's not because just, we just had a bad day. You know, sometimes we say, oh, I spoke too much. I need to control what I say. Oh, I need to just keep my mouth shut because... I put, how do you say, I'm always messing up with my, you know, but it is from the heart. And sometimes we just try not to talk, but the issue is just not talking. But because actually faith speaks, you know, the issue is that we need to tackle our heart. And go to our heart and say, why am I speaking fear? Why am I speaking defeat? Why am I speaking depression? Why am I speaking failure? Why am I speaking against the character of God? Because, you know, we are all like, in, in, as we're walking, this, the walk of faith that we've been learning and, and the fight of faith, you know, 
there are some times that we just get stuck and we don't know why we get stuck. Like, why am I stuck? Because, yeah, we have the information about faith. We know what we have to do, but we do not have not aligned our heart in a daily, hourly basis. Because I don't know about you, but my, the Bible says that our hearts are deceitful above all else. And so constantly bringing our heart to the will of God. Proverbs 18, 20 through 21. Ooh, okay. A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. He will be satisfied with the consequence of his words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Sometimes we are stuck because of the poisonous words that we're daily waking up to and saying. And so I want to show you something. I'm going to see if, how about Ariana, you come and sit here. And then Joe. Joe, Joseph, come here, sit here. That verse, that verse, uh, that verse um, says that we eat from the fruit of our lips. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite you to eat here some things. Okay, give them a hand. You guys are so serious. Am I scaring you? It's gonna be good. <laughs> okay, so for okay, do not do not pick. Surprise me. I have a plate. You know, <laughs> this is what you're eating. There you go. How does that sound? Looks good to you? You think it's gonna be good for you? You guys don't have to eat anything, okay? Don't worry. But think about this. We wake up every day, every day we face things, every day we face situations. And I know, I know this is kind of awkward, just going to bear with me. Um, I know we go through hardships and I know some of you go through really hard things, you know. And we're facing and, and, and you know, the, because we're following Jesus and Hunter taught about this and RJ and, and Caleb. We're going to face limitations, we're going to face tribulations. And sickness. But every day we can choose to wake up and start a day and you can choose to eat poison. Or you can choose to eat something that's going to nourish you. Does that make sense? So this is our daily life. Yeah, we're trying, you know, we're here in church. Both of you are in church in the, on stage. But, but he's, he is eating poison. And, and she is eating something that's going to be good for her. So, t t okay, so tell me if this is, does this, do you think this is going to give you the right nourishment? This is going to kill you, right? But, okay, but you know what? But what if I add some bread to this? Is that good enough? Okay, I feel like, well, you, you got some poison, but you're eating something good. But I 
feel like mo I, I've been here, like, I'm, I'm always trying to position myself here. Does that make sense? Because when we get in a bad mood, when someone betrayed us, when something happens, something painful happens, like, how could God do this to me? How could God allow this to me? Isn't it that speaking against the character of a holy God that is always good, that is always kind, that, 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 that we would never comprehend his love? But we, the first thing is how, how, how could you? Now, if you think about the manna, the Israelites were like, I hate this manna. We hate it. And it was the way that God was providing in the meantime. He was not letting them die. He was actually so kind that he was himself nourishing them with heavenly food, with, with sky bread, like Jackie said, with sky bread. And they were so full of their, their, their complaint and their festering, the thoughts against God, that they complained from the very miracle that God was sustaining them. But that's, that's, this is where the enemy wants us. Because we know that if Joe decides to today eat this and a little bit of bread because, I don't know, you, you said something good, you know, something aligned to the will of God. Is he going to live longer? Is he going to be strong to fight the, the fight of faith? To accomplish God's will for his life? Most likely he will end up in the hospital being weak, but this is how the enemy wants us. This is what the enemy does to us. Thank you, guys. Can you guys give them a hand? So we eat from the fruit of our lips. What are you eating? You know, we, come, we can come here and get fed a powerful word, you know. But then when you're going to go to go home, you're, you're, you will go home and you're going to start feeding yourself. And that's why so, sometimes we are so weak and so defeated. Because we, our words are poisoning us. Your tongue is the key to the door of your heart. So that's why instead of just training us or not talking, we had to go to our heart. So I want to share with you three ways we take care of our heart. Do you guys want to take care of your heart today? Do you want to take care of your heart every day? Every day I want to take care of my heart. So this is what the Lord showed me. So three ways that, that I take care of my heart, and it is the opposite of numbers. Do you guys remember numbers? What was the first thing they did? They what? They grew impatient. They, 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 they spoke against God and Moses. I feel like they, they spoke in their heart first because that's where it starts. And then they opened their mouths. They started complaining. Okay. So three ways that we take care of our heart. Number one, we're going to be the opposite. Instead of growing impatient, number one, we're going to wait with the Lord. Now, I want to tell you something. 
if you've been in church forever, everybody's like just waiting on the Lord, right? And it's like, well, just wait on the Lord. But I'm like, but what does it mean to wait on the Lord? You know, like, like, why, how do I wait on the Lord? You know, and I always picture myself just waiting on the Lord to do something, right? I'm waiting for him to do something. So I don't know if because English is my second language, that was just really hard for always for me to grasp, like, wait on the Lord. And I'm like, where do I wait on the Lord? Is he going to come? Do I sit down? Do I worship while I wait on the Lord? You know, what do I do? And the Holy Spirit uh, showed me something that I've been learning. is It's about waiting with the Lord while, like, he takes us to the promised land. Okay. So it's, it's very important who you wait with. I remember when I didn't have kids and a lot of my friends didn't have kids, we used to go to each other doctor's appointment or hair appointments or any, any appointment that takes forever. So you know, like that you had to wait a lot. But we will bring a, when you bring a friend, it's no big deal, right? Because you're just talking and catching up and it's like, oh, wow, well, we've been here two hours, you know, and like, like that happened and it's good. Uh, so it is... Um, who are you waiting with while you get to your promises? Who are you waiting with? Because let me tell you, the devil is always available. He's always available to wait with you. Ooh, God forgot about you. Do you realize? You know, because God, lo that, that, God do loves that person. But he doesn't love you. Oh, see, everybody's getting pregnant, but you're not getting pregnant. God doesn't love you. He's not going to heal you. He just, maybe your purpose is to not have kids. Oh, you know that person got healed miraculously. Remember that guy that came and did me, oh, God saved my life. And you, God just forgot about it. He's not going to heal you like that. Did you do something wrong? Oh, God, it's been six weeks and God has not provided. You've been tithing. You've been giving everything. And God is just not, he's just not faithful to you. But, but he is to that, that did you see Someone, like, they pay her entire trip in one day. And you? That's who you wait with. So who are you waiting with? I love the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Who will never leave you. In his word he says that he will never leave me. That means that the ball is on my court and I am the one that leaves him. And I want to show you the word advocate means paraclete. And that is, that is a Greek word that we were learning with my kids in school. Um, this week, and, and, and the Holy Spirit, and you know, para means besides and along with. And cleat, excuse me, cleat means called in. So the Holy Spirit is one called alongside. And it, it is very key, who do you bring alongside with you? When you are waiting for the promise of God, for the promised land. John 16, 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, you know, that alongside, that A, that advocate. He will guide you into all truth. 
He will not speak of his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. And he will tell you about the future. So we are not just with someone that is just giving us company while we don't know where we're going. We know because the Lord has promises, but the Holy Spirit knows all about the future. And when I am feeling discouraged, he can come and tell me this is where we're going. Who are you waiting with while you wait for the promise of God in your life? Because we will be waiting. I've been following the Lord for like 20 something years. <laughs> and um, waiting. There's going to be waiting in the journey of faith. But who you wait with makes a big difference. And I love the word paraclete and the, Lord, and the word advocate because I want to give you an example. My mom does not speak English. Say hi to mom. Mom. Levántate. And when she was sick and, and facing uh, the bone marrow transplant and the cancer and all of that, I would go with her and so we, would, we would used to take turns. My siblings and I had to go take her to the doctor because she doesn't understand everything that's going on. So I became like her paraclete. And I'll be like, explain to me everything so I can explain so I make sure she understands what she's going to go through. And then it's like, no, no, we don't want that. You know, that's not good for her. We want to take this medicine this way. You know? And like uh, one time we were in the infusion center and someone is going to come and give her medicine that was the wrong medicine. No, really, these things happen. You need an advocate with a doctor. Uh, and I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. Like, no, 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 what is this? No, no, this is not what she needs to, to, to be taking. It's not even her name, you know. Oh, okay, sorry. So that's what an advocate, a paraclete does. We are learning to follow the supernatural and follow God. And we as humans, the flesh, we don't understand. But the Holy Spirit guides us and tells us every single day, this is, this is what you don't need. This, this is what you need. So we do not, the, the, the way not to grow impatient is waiting with him. Okay, so number two, they said that they spoke against God and Moses. So we're going to do the opposite. We're going to speak the word. Now, I'm not going to take a lot of time in, in explaining what speaking the word is because it kind of goes through what we've learned about the will of God. We are not just going to speak positive nonsense. You know, this is not like a mental trick or like, I'm going to be rich tomorrow. I'm going to win the lottery. And I'm going to buy my tickets every day because I'm going to win the, oh, that car. That's going to be my car one day, you know. Like, I feel like some Christian people took it to the extreme of being, yes, goofy is the word. That's what makes us like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not saying positive talking is good. But just because we speak whatever doesn't mean that's God's will. Does it make sense? I mean, we, there's, there's some of us or there's people that don't even read the word of God. Do not, are eat, you know, they're not like in a relationship with him. And they just wake up one day deciding they're going to say a bunch of positive things. Because miraculously all of this is going to happen. It, it doesn't even align, you know, like with what God wants for them. And then it's like, this is a joke, you know. But we are a joke sometimes. <laughs> So speak the word, Isaiah 55, 11. 
It is the same with my word. I sent out and it always produces fruit. Always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. So what we need to speak is speak what the word of God is saying to my circumstance because the word of God never, ever, ever returns void. It always produces fruit, the fruit that the word was sent um, to. And then uh, an another version is at the ESV of Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So when we speak the word of God, we align with what God is speaking and we repeat what he's saying and his word changes everything and changes my circumstance. Is it God speaking through you or is it the enemy speaking to you or through you? Are you repeating what God is saying or are you repeating to your friends, to your children, to your family what the enemy is saying? Because that will determine the atmosphere of our work, the atmosphere of our house, the atmosphere of our marriage. Because if we are speaking poison to our spouse, to our children, well, I don't think it's going to be a very healthy environment to grow up. God speaking to you or is the enemy speaking to you? And who are you repeating? And this is beyond our feelings, right? <laughs> because my feelings tell me a lot of things sometimes about the circumstances that I face. My feelings tell me, no, we're not going to have enough to do the vision that God has given you. The enemy tells me, God did not speak to you. This is not going to happen. But I, do not, I choose not to listen to him. And I say, what are you saying about this? What are you saying about how I'm raising my kids? What are you saying about what you're taking us as a church? Let me tell you something. The enemy is always speaking. I don't even notice. And he has a lot to say about you and about your circumstance, but he's defeated. <laughs> he does not have the final words. He can say whatever he wants to, but the final word is Jesus. So it's just like what kind of life you want to live while we go to heaven, you know? <laughs> Do you want to be full of joy and victory and peace and, 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 and just have joy or do you want to be surviving? <laughs> Because you come Sunday and maybe Tuesday and you eat something good, but the rest is like poison. So it's like you make it through Sunday like surviving. We're not called to survive. We're called to thrive. Amen. Because God's word says that he has, a he has given us life and life abundantly. Enough good life. That's what he 
has for me. Number three, so they grew impatient. We wait with the Lord. You know, they uh, uh, spoke against God and we're going to speak the word. And the last one, they complained. So number three, we're going to speak praise. Hebrew 13, 15 says, through him, therefore, let us at all times offer to God. Oh, did I, oh, is that a, are we reading the same thing? Am I reading it wrong? Okay, therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual, say continual, sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. So I have another version here. I'm going to read my version. I think it's the NLT. It says, through him, therefore, let us at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise or an offering of praise, right? Like sacrifices meant offerings. Like we offer, we every um, says we offer to God an offering of praise, a sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips. Say fruit of lips. That thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify His name. So I want us to really grasp this verse. It says here, okay, through Him, therefore, let us at all times. All times. What is all times? All times. You know, in the day, night, in a good times, in a bad time, in a happy time, in a sad time, in an unfortunate time, in a fortunate time, at, at all times. It is like at, by choice. When I'm gonna do an offering or when I'm gonna do a sacrifice, I I kind of like choose to do that. It just doesn't happen. I'm just gonna wake up and out of the sudden my mouth is like praise God, you know, it's possessed, praising God. No, no, no. I choose to get up and I choose to offer an offering of praise. I praise you today because my because you are good. And I am blessed because I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And you're a good God and you are powerful and you're in control of my day. So it's, it's an, an, an offer of praise which is the fruit of lips. That means that you had to open up your mouth. You cannot just think it in your head. I mean, you could. I mean, it's better to think praise than anything else, right? But it says it's the fruit of lips. Open up your mouth. Because when you are praising him, when you are speaking about his power, when you are declaring his majesty, you are aligning yourself with the reality of heaven. And out of the sudden, when I am praising the almighty, the all-powerful God, my problems start melting. Because my attention is in the great God that I have, not in the problem. And not in the circumstance. The fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge. Are you acknowledging God, the, the work of the Holy Spirit through your days? Are you acknowledging? Are you acknowledging your manna? Every single day they could have thanked God for the food they had every single day. And the, God's goodness 
is every day is revealed through us. But we just do not acknowledge it. Matthew 17, 20 says, you do not have enough faith, Jesus told, told them. I tell you the truth, if you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say, say to this mountain. Because faith speaks, move here, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing would be impossible. So how is your heart? What's in your heart? What you've been eating? What have you been eating this last week? What have you been feeding your, your spouse? What have you been feeding your friends? What have you been feeding your families? Your work environment? But what have you been feeding you? <laughs> what, what are you eating? Every time, as I said, I know people go through painful things, painful relationships, painful sickness, painful disappointments. But the word of God, you know, every time anxiety tries to come to overwhelm me and fear tries to come and overwhelm me. I don't know if you've ever been, like probably you've been overwhelmed. But you know the feeling when you're overwhelmed. <laughs> you know, I go to the, the word of God, Psalm 91, we read it yesterday. In our, in our daily Bible reading, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare above the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust Him for He will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. He will cover me with His feathers. He will shelter me with His wings. His faithful promises are my armor and are my protection. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed about the future of my family, about the future of even my mom's health, I'm like, no, no, no. This is what God says. And he says his faithful promises are my armor of protection. So what are the promises? That he promised healing. By his stripes we are healed. What are the promises when I'm feeling overwhelmed about raising my kids and I'm like, am I screwing them up? Are they, this what's happening? I don't know. They're, sometimes they do weird things that we don't know how to tackle and behaviors and, and all of this. But then I remember what he has promised me, Isaiah 54, 13. My children will be taught by the Lord and their shalom shall be great. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm like, no, 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 because my children are being taught by the Lord. That's why I say, I says, that's your promise to me. When I'm feeling weak, like, oh, I cannot. I cannot read the Bible like everybody else. I cannot live holy like everybody else. I cannot stay in purity or I cannot make right decisions. I, I hear a lot of people saying, I cannot make the right choice. But let me tell you what the Bible